Christians have one duty and that is to have faith. Our purpose is to build faith, but faith is assailed by fear and fear is an isolating experience. Those in fear are alone. Faith is a community and faith is a community building experience. If you have faith, you form a community because faith cannot exist as a solitary experience. This is not Buddhism or other practices that cause the person to isolate and focus on personal development. A priorian is a faith-based method for developing and implementing systems of faith called trusts. Faith and trust go together. One cannot have faith without trust. Trusts are the organizational manifestation of a community of faith. A priorian elaborates the faith-based system God devised for the post-Christian era. By this term we mean post, institutional Christianity. The Christianity modeled by Catholicism and Protestantism must be replaced by trusts built on faith. This transformation is not about differences in doctrine. The issue is application. The institutional churches embody the organizational principles of what we identify as Eastern theocracy. The modern form of this belief system is liberalism. The key to understanding liberalism and the entire Eastern paradigm is law. Eastern theocracy is an ethical system. Ethical systems are legal systems and those who live by the law are encapsulated in the laws they configure or embrace. But law is simply how Eastern theocracy interfaces with human society. Eastern theocrats are phenomenological. Their ultimate goal is to possess property. This is done through the control of people by means of the regulatory mechanisms of the state. Eastern theocracy creates subjects defined as persons whose identity is established by the state by means of the law. A subject is a legal person in the same way a corporation is a legal person. The flesh is simply the physical structure to which the legal identity is attached. The state, by proxy, owns all property registered to its subjects. This is why the state has the right and power to tax and regulate all property within its jurisdiction. The subject is a liability on the books of the state. The subject is given a right to own property under the aegis of the state. But this ownership is a legal right, not an inalienable right. This right is truncated and constrained by the law. The constitutional and regulatory rights of the subject pose a threat of loss to the state and a hindrance to its power. There is tension between the rights and powers of the people and the rights and powers of the state. Eastern theocracy requires law to exist because Eastern theocracy is grounded in fear. Law is a way to manage fear. To make control of the individual easier, individuals are put into classes. By creating groups of subjects, the state is able to coordinate the activities of its subjects more effectively. The rich, poor, criminal, public employee, businessman and so on are all categories of persons that can be governed on a collective basis. The currency of the Eastern theocracy is fear. The East combats fear with power. Even money is a form of power, but the ultimate power is the military. But the ultimate way to eliminate fear for the East is the accumulation of property. Without property the state has no power and without power over property, subjects pose a constant threat to the power and property of the state. Without the state there is no mechanism by which ownership of property can be facilitated and therefore no mechanism by which the subject can be administrated. It is the ability to administrate the allocation of property that defines the state and gives it control over its subjects. 
Without property there is no state. Without the power to allocate and distribute property between subjects there is no state. The state is an administrative body relying on its power to allocate scarce resources between competing interests to legitimize its existence. The state serves as gatekeeper, which is why it often gets in the way when programs for economic development are introduced. Eastern theocracy views God as embodying the highest form of the human. God is what man could be if man could live up to his fullest potential. In other words, the difference between man and God is quantitative not substantial. This was especially seen in the gods of the Romans and Greeks but India and China have gods that are humanoid. In Eastern theology God is an archetype. He may not even be the most perfect or desirable of creatures, but he is a type of man manifested in a godly form. Even Buddha is a god in this sense. He serves as an archetype that man ought to emulate. Gods are heroes in the East, not so much for what they do but because of whom they have become. They are akin to a spiritual father as they provide a model for mankind to copy and strive to emulate. Unfortunately, as the institutional church, Christians picked up a lot of this kind of thinking. The fact that the Pope was the most powerful secular authority in the past and that even Luther put himself under the power of the state demonstrates neither understood the church or the true nature of faith. As men, we are equals. The church cannot be reconciled with the liberal state any more than could Jesus worship Satan. Apriorian is not just an organizational model, it is a faith-based solution to humanity's spiritual problems. If the East sees reality as something encapsulating risk, the West understands reality to be a product of faith or conceptual. It is not that Apriorians believe the world is our mental perception of it, the world is akin to Plato's ideals. If God is the highest possible conceptualization of all possible ideas, the concept of a real thing is the idea is its more ideal and perfect form, not our fuzzy impression of the idea. The chair we see is not the ideal chair but an expression of all that the word represents. The actual chair is the absolute chair interpreted by its creator. The idea of chair is not a singular thing but an amalgamation of every conceivable idea relating to what a chair is. The individual, actual chair, is a particular interpretation of the ideal. The designer of a chair takes every notion of chairness and attempts to model or distill these images down to their ultimate essence, then represent the absolute chair in a concrete, almost godly way. The issue is always a war between realities or modes of creation. There are two kinds of reality because there are two ways of creating reality, one way is causal and the other is by faith. Is reality caused or is it something we believe in? Does evolution or ontology best explain what we experience and observe? Casualists view time as unfolding and the past as the source of all things. The future is unknown but can perhaps be predicted from observing the past and the way the past has unfolded to produce the present. Causalists tend towards materialism because the past is real. There needs to be something real undergoing transformation so as to become the present and eventually, the future. Ontologists have a different understanding of reality. The reality of an ontologist is faith-based. What at the end already existed and what we see unfolding is the work it takes to get there. What if there was only one possible destination? No matter what happened the end was always the same? The outcome could not be in the substance of the moment, the present would need to be contained in the plot or the narrative leading to the inevitable conclusion. 
that is, unless one was not actually in the narrative. That would mean one was lost. A priori believes in the future because we have faith. Without faith there is nothing. The person of faith has no other purpose than to believe. To do this he or she must trust. What is there to believe or trust in than the ultimate outcome of our faith? Works of faith builds trust because a work of faith brings all things towards their inevitable future. A priorian is simply the manifestation of faith and ultimately a work of faith, a trust. Faith manifests as works and works manifest as an organization and this organization is a trust, for trusts are the product of the faithful doing their works of faith. Trusts are the fruit works of faith produce.